Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Millions of us were introduced this year to a sweet and big-hearted young woman named Adrian. In the closing moments of the beautifully made film, I Still Believe, tracing the life of a young Jeremy Camp. Now, the real-life Adrian has an extraordinary story of faith in music that began in South Africa, brought her to America, and to that very meeting with her future husband, Jeremy. Adrian Camp is the singer, songwriter, and author behind the new books In Unison written with her husband and the children's book even me and what an absolute treat to have you here adrian how's the day treating you oh it's been amazing i actually just finished a coffee date with my daughters and a friend of theirs and um i absolutely love just hanging out with them and chatting and so it's been great how about you (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's so good to talk with you allergy season is just starting a little bit, so the larynx is is a little raspy today, but if you'll just be kind, uh, hopefully it won't give out, okay? Yes, no problem. <laughs> now, you have had such a fascinating journey of music and faith, but as a child of the 90s, I have to first just tell you how much I enjoyed your first international musical platform, the band The Benjamin Gate. I, yes. I I rewatched the music video for All Over Me just this morning, and I was just smiling from ear to ear. That's amazing. I was a little baby when we filmed that. I think I was 19. Is that so, right? You were that young? Yeah, I was so young. Yeah, but that was so much fun. I loved that as well. It was a very special season of life. Well, and you were so creative, too, and, and kind of cutting edge. And I have to say, I kind of missed the spiky hair. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> Well, I mean, in all seriousness, that was an ear-catching and it was a fresh sound. Uh, could we trouble you just a bit to share about growing up where that sound was shaped in South Africa? I mean, how did you discover a love for God and a love for music in what I just hear again and again is such a beautiful place? Yeah, you know, um, I grew up in a Christian home and grew up in the church and always just from a young age just remember knowing, just knowing and loving Jesus and um and I just knew, even though, you know, I didn't necessarily have the most amazing theology growing up, that I just knew that I loved God and I knew that He loved me. And um, growing up in South Africa, we listened to all different kinds of music, just very, very influenced a lot by like European bands, um, British bands and stuff. And then, of course, American music as well. Um, but I think it, because of that, um, just sort of exposure to all different kinds of music, we really, as a band, um, wanted to think outside the box and to bring something really creative um, and just unique and to try to do things that nobody else was doing. And especially being South African, we knew that to make a mark in sort of an American um, marketplace as such, we really had to stand out. And so we just, we, we did things really passionately and tried to think as creatively as possible. And it was just so much fun, you know, um, that we went through a lot of hardship as a band. Uh, one of our band members got killed in a car accident, which I think left um, something really sort of deep and passionate in our music as well. It was just always 
I think in, it looks sort of just a desperate cry to connect people with God and to give people a sense of hope that um, I, I hope comes through the music, you know, but that was definitely the heart behind the message mm. of what we were doing. There's something about the American lover of music that when it comes to someone from the Commonwealth of Nations with that accent singing that music, we just absolutely love it. I mean, do you notice <laughs> that? Do you have any idea why that is? I don't know. I think maybe it's just something different. So it's refreshing, maybe, you know, maybe something that's unfamiliar. So it's a little bit intriguing. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, to be honest with you, I think the true is that the opposite is true for us. It's like growing up, anything American was cool. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I think it's just, yeah, it's just maybe something different. That makes perfect sense, actually. Well, and is it too simplistic to say that it really was the success of the Benjamin Gate that God used to bring you to America and really eventually to meet your future husband as well? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Um, I wouldn't have met Jeremy if it wasn't for the Benjamin Gates because we got signed to um, a Christian record label and started touring. And it was on tour that I met Jeremy. And um, we were on tour together for, I think it was about three months, two and a half to three months. And um, that's where Jeremy and my friendship started off and, you know, obviously continued from there. Um, So, yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, and it's Hmm. interesting sometimes I think we think our life is going to play out in a certain way. And sometimes I wonder if God just used the Benjamin Gate to bring me to America so I could meet Jeremy. (laughs) So you just never know how God's going to use the different seasons of our lives, you know. Oh, it's it's a beautiful truth. And in fairness... You know, he must have been a fan of the spiky hair to begin with. He did. I think he was a little bit scared of me at first. (laughs) (laughs) But he always teased me because he said I was sort of like this wild woman on stage, this rocket chick, and then off stage I was super sweet and be like, hi, nice to meet you, you know. Um, But for me it was, I mean, I was fronting a rock band, and, you know, you've got to get up there and you've got a job to do. So I wanted to be passionate and um, creative and all of that fun stuff. And then, of course, yeah. we were playing rock music. So um, there was sort of a, a definitely a role that I had to fill. But um, it's kind of like taking on a character when you're playing a certain role in, you know, a drama or theatrical play or something. It's like you're going to take on a certain character when you're on stage. Um, and so it was definitely that for me. Um, but I loved getting to know all the people when we traveled with them on the road. And I loved hearing Jeremy share his testimony. And so Mm -hmm. I think we were um, just intrigued in each other's stories and God really just had another idea for us, you know, and just kind of intertwined us into each other's lives, which was really beautiful. Well, of course, in the hit film, I Still Believe, which shares Jeremy's incredible story at such a young age, at the close of the movie, there's that really touching scene where you and Jeremy meet and Abigail Cowan is just so sweet playing you in those Isn't brief. Amazing? Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's just you just fall in love with your character just in those brief moments of that scene. Is that Aww. essentially how it happened, or were there some liberties taken? There were definitely some liberties taken. Um, in the movie, the timeline is a bit off because um, I I never actually saw Melissa, or, or I didn't know Jeremy when he was with Melissa. I met him um, and we were on tour together about two years afterwards. So the timeline shows it a lot sooner and it shows as if I was sort of there watching the story. And I actually, that, that didn't um, happen. I sure. didn't see it unfold. 
But I did ask Jeremy a lot of those same questions. And that conversation between Jeremy and I, I did, I was deeply ministered to by Melissa's story when I heard Jeremy sharing it from stage, you know, just the incredible amount of faith that she had. And, you know, it's when you go through trials, really hard trials, especially, you know, she was 21 years old, 22 years old, facing death. And, um, and her response was so beautiful to just say, if one person could come to know Jesus, it would be all worth it. Um, and it really, really rocked my world because I just thought, how would I respond if, if I was being, you know, if death was staring me in the face, would, would my response be, okay, God, I want you to be glorified in this? Or would I be feeling sorry for myself? You know, um, and so I just was so ministered to her and touched by her story and by Jeremy's faith and the two of them together. And then him afterwards, you know, going, goodness, after then losing your wife to cancer and watching her suffer to still get up and say, God, I'm going to trust you no matter what. And so we would, we would sit side stage or backstage even and just have tons of conversations. And I wanted to know so many things. I'm like, tell me about Melissa. Tell me about your story. And because the truth is, is um, Jeremy actually wasn't my type at all. When we first met each other, he was like big jock dude and just not who I thought I was going to marry, you know. And, um, and so we were just really, we, we struck up a friendship very quickly, I think, because we had a lot of very honest conversation. Um, and so, yeah, I, we just, it was just a sweet connection. And I think I wasn't trying to impress him. And I certainly didn't think of him in a sense as boyfriend material. So I was just <laughs> genuinely hungry for I'm like tell me the ins and outs of the story like I want to know the real deal you know tell me all of like all of these things and so we just got to know each other really well and but I think that that's actually what ended up um sort of allowing us to become so close so quickly thank you so much for that oh my goodness that I mean that scene is is meaningful enough but to hear the truth behind it that's really special thank you for that oh yeah of course anytime we're here on the road for Faith Radio. A.D. Camp with us today, the singer, songwriter, and author behind the new books in Udison, written with her husband, Jeremy Camp, and the children's book, Even Me. And as if that weren't enough, she's depicted in the hit movie, I Still Believe, that has touched so many this year. Uh, just one more question on the movie. I mean, so much planning and prep went into yeah. launching this thing early this year, and it was so highly anticipated and then immediately before opening night, COVID-19 sweeps into the U.S. <laughs> I mean, just how strange has it been to roll it out this way, but also perhaps what unique opportunities has it presented? Because in the end, we were all able to see it so much sooner at home than we would have been. I know. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. It was so hard for us at first. I mean, leading up to the movie, it had probably been maybe two years, if not more, of just hard work, you know, writing the script and choosing and interviews and um, just the anticipation of leading up and then even emotionally, like going through some of those hard things again and reliving some of that and how's the world going to respond and so gearing up to this and then of course the movie was out in the theaters for one weekend and that movie, it finished out as, um, on the Friday actually that it came out, it was the number one movie in America mm. um, and then it literally had two more days in the theater before all the theaters got shut down and at first, it, we literally felt like we were going, you know, 100 miles an hour and then just hit a brick wall. It was just like, oh, my gosh, Lord, what is happening? Because there was such excitement about, I think, but we were hoping, I mean, the estimation was millions of people are going to get to see this. And, you know, and then all of a sudden finding out like all the, sh the theaters are shut down. And so now what's going to happen? 
But then we started to see it unplay, like unfold and, and just kind of play out and, and just really seeing that God's hand was still in it. And exactly like you said, so many people were watching it in the privacy of their own homes. And then, you know, just thinking from the perspective of really being able to process the, the message of the movie at home in your own space um, versus sitting in like a, you know, an, sort of an unfamiliar movie theater kind of thing. And I just feel like the message of it was able to hit so much deeper. And what's so ironic in a way is that the very message of the movie is even when I don't see, like even when I don't understand, hmm. um, I still choose to believe, you know, that even when I don't fully see what's going on, I'm still going to trust you, God. And so I think for us, we were literally feeling like we have to live out what this movie is actually, you know, speaking of right now, that even in the midst of this pandemic, and, and not just talking about the movie shutting down, but just the whole world shutting down, you know, of just going, God, we don't understand what's going on necessarily, but we're just going to ch- choose to to hold on to you and choose to trust you still. Um, and so I just feel like it was, in a sense, became a movie that in a, just had such a powerful impact during the season. It was like the message I feel like people really needed to hear. So God just used it in a completely different way than we were expecting, you know? <laughs> It really is amazing. Well, and by the way, I mean, you and yours, your family, I know scattered all across the world, everybody healthy, everybody hearty during this time? Thankfully, yes. I actually think we might have had a little bout of it in the very, very beginning, but it was very mild. Um, We we had a couple of like the loss of smell completely that went around and we had just finished off tour. So we had and been around the premiere and we've been around some people that had tested positive for COVID, but thank the Lord, nothing, nothing serious. Um, we're just taking tons of vitamins and trying to stay super healthy. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that. That's, that's wonderful news. Well, <laughs> we talk about all these projects that you've been involved with uh, this during this remarkable time, but you and Jeremy also released a really special new book this year. It's called in unison the unfinished story of Jeremy and Adrian Camp. And it's a really honest and vulnerable look into your lives. Why did you decide that you wanted to be so open like this and why now? You know, with the movie, we knew that, um, I'm not trying to sound presumptuous, but I'm not saying the world would be watching, but there would be definitely a larger audience that would be looking at us and looking at our lives. Um, And we wanted to give them kind of a deeper snapshot because I think the moment you you're put in on a platform in front of people, people in a sense start to, to idolize you or look up to you. Um, And I think that what's important is people for people to know that even, even people who, um, who have platforms, it's that life is like, we don't have it all together, you know, and there isn't this like perfect love story in a sense that there's so many struggles. And I think that oftentimes we feel so isol- isolated and we feel alone in our struggles and our pain. And for Jeremy and I, there was power in just being vulnerable that I feel like people could look at us and go, instead of thinking, oh man, they've got the perfect love story, they have it all together, of reading our book and going, oh wow, like they really have struggles just like me. And, um, and for us to just be vulnerable and going, you know what? We don't have it all together, but these are the things that we have learned. And this is how Jesus has literally been holding us together. He's literally been in the middle of our whole story the whole time, you know, and and here's the intentional things that we've done to add to our friendship and add to our marriage. Um, And I just, we thought that there was um, just an importance to share that, that part of the story, you know, to just kind of have 
just another element, I think, of just being transparent and saying, here's another the element of where we are now, you know, and some of the, the things we've been through and the struggles and the things that we've learned that we just really wanted to share with people. It's so interesting to hear you talk about the platform that way, because I think it's what we would all suspect that being in front of so many people of faith that you would be in a way put in a pedestal and people would look to you in the way that you live your life. Is there, yes. is there an element of stress that comes with that, that you have to deal with? I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a great honor, but it's pretty heavy at the same time. That's definitely, definitely been something that I think has kept us in check a lot of the time. Um, and I think of just a reminder of just going like, I, I don't want to be a phony. I don't want to, I don't want to be a fake. You know what I mean? And in a sense, I mean, we all have a touch of hypocrisy in us, right? <laughs> Not any one of us truly live out exactly the way that we want to. Yeah. Um, but I think that there was just always sort of this check of going, we, we want to, to live a life that really is honoring to Christ and not just like, not just lip service, do you know what I mean? But, um, because at the end of the day, I think if, if there isn't the sort of the body behind it to really the, give the story power, then it's sort of pointless, you know what I mean? And so I, I know for me personally, I mean, it sounds silly, but even when you were reading some of those accolades, I just was just like, oh, gosh, Lord, I just don't feel worthy of this at mm. all. Like it really does feel like an honor um, and I don't, I think if I'm really honest, I don't ever want to misrepresent God. You know, I don't, there's so much hypocrisy that we see in the church. And I think it's done so much damage, even now, you know, with the, the church being so divided over yeah. so many different issues. And yeah. it just breaks my heart because I feel like we're doing a really poor job of sharing the love of Jesus. And I'm not saying that I've got it all together but it's just one of those that it's sort of like feeling like I really want to make sure I'm, I'm doing the best I can to represent the Lord well, you know, because um, it's a, definitely sort of like a tightrope walk, I feel like, in, in some ways. Um, but it feels more like an honor to me than really a stress. I want to ask you a question about where that heart comes from in just a moment. But Aidy Camp is with us today, the singer-songwriter, author of the new books In Unison and the children's book Even Me. And depicted in the hit movie, I Still Believe, that has been such a blessing to so many people this year. Aww. It has, and, and has caused uh, some of us, not saying me, to weep openly in public. In movie <laughs> so. Some other people you know, right? Oh, don't worry. I cry like a baby every time. Oh, thank you. That does make me feel better. Oh, actually. man. <laughs> well, it's hard. It's so hard. Oh, man. You write at length in the book about the huge impact that your parents have had on the way that you approach parenting and marriage. Can you yes. take us inside just how significant they've been? You know, what's so interesting is that we definitely didn't have the picture perfect family growing up. Um, my mom and dad, it really, it's a miracle that they're still married. And I'm, I really don't mean that to be funny. Like it is an absolute miracle. They've gone through so many different trials. Um, but I think the thing that I've learned from them the most is that, um, especially from my dad, first of all, my mom has just, she's got like the heart of a champion. I mean, just has never given up no matter what they've gone through together and um, just always been patient and just committed, you know, absolutely committed to my dad. And my dad, on the other hand, the things that I've seen in him is he's made so many mistakes, but he has such a humility about him um, and a transparency. Like he's not tried to create this facade or create a, a picture perfect of this is what he wants everybody think of, to think about him. He's just been super honest and vulnerable about his shortcomings. 
but that he wants to know Jesus better, you know? And so I think in that it's really given me hope um, as not only a parent or a wife, but even just as a believer that it isn't just about having it all together and, and being perfect, but just being honest and vulnerable with where I am. But in it, at the end of the day, going, my heart is to know Jesus better, and I don't have it all together, so I'm just going to be honest about where I am. And I feel like God helps us in those moments when we're truly vulnerable. You know, if we hide from them and kind of sweep everything under the rug and pretend it doesn't, it doesn't exist, it's like God isn't really truly able to have that work in our hearts because we're pretending it's not there. You know, so I think they've just been an incredible example to me in that. Um, and yeah, they're coming up, I think, celebrating, gosh, it's like a lot a lot of years, 40, <laughs> 43 or 44 years of marriage or oh, something like yeah. that. I mean, absolutely incredible. So, Wow. We're in this age of fitting more and more into our days, you know, being so ridiculously busy. Like every technology and every advance, it seems like in humanity over the past decades has been about how much more can we possibly fit over the course of the day. And you, yeah. you and Jeremy, you know, you travel the world, you share your music, you make films, you write books. How do you find ways to put family and each other first with just all the demands on your time? Very early on, and, and let me say that we learned this the hard way. So, I mean, there were times when I remember somebody telling me, if you have too much on your plate, inevitably something will fall off. And um, so where we are now has come from a result of a lot of different things falling off our plates in a sense. And then I think I realized early on as well that I just didn't want the thing to be falling off my plate. I didn't want it to be my marriage and I didn't want it to be my kids. Um, And so I'm not saying I get this right all the time, but I literally have like a mental checklist of just going, okay, is, is everything good with Jeremy? Is everything good with my kids? Like, and if I can check those boxes first, then I feel like I have freedom to kind of take on another project, you know, and obviously my relationship with the Lord primarily, but on a practical level, you know, um, with the people that we're living life with. Um, and so as, if those boxes are checked, then I feel like, okay, I have the freedom to write a children's book or, um, you know, and, and I think we're very creative and we juggle a lot. So it is easier for us to, um, to kind of find the spaces to do those projects. <laughs> Um, I know it looks crazy on the, on the outside because especially this year, we literally have had so many things going on, but they didn't actually all hit at once. So like the children's book was done, finished probably about a year or so ago, but then they all sort of released simultaneously. Um, and so I feel like for us, for the most part, we usually always have something going on. But I think it's just that checklist of just going, okay, am I connected with the kids and am I connected with Jeremy? And when those things are in sync, it is easier to sort of find the time to freely put myself into something else, you know. Um, and then there's some seasons, too, that the kids, I mean, we're very open with our children. We'll, we'll speak very honestly with them and just going, okay, like this season is going to require us being and pouring in a little bit more tension somewhere else. And are you guys good with that? And, and we'll check in with them. Like, how's everybody feeling? And, you know, every once in a while they'll say like, I just want to feel like I need to have a date with you or I feel like I need to connect with you. And so we're just sort of intentional in those ways. Um, and I think Jeremy and I realized earlier on, you know, cause he was gone on the road a ton and I was sort of doing quite a bit of like single momming and juggling a lot by myself. And he was just feeling so guilty but at the same time, feeling called, like going, I feel like God's calling me to do this. And I mean, I'm so, I was so supportive of him in that. But it just dawned on me that I just told him, I said, you know, babe, I think 
you could literally have a regular job and be here all the time and still be a terrible dad. So I think we just learned it isn't quantity of time. It's really the quality. And that just sort of became a way that we defined our family, that it isn't necessarily about always having to be there with each other, but it's when you are there learning to be really present. Because, you know, you're right, like with this, with technology nowadays, I mean, we could all be sitting in the living room together and technically you're there, but everybody could be disconnected and sitting on their phones. It's true. You know, you're not having like any great conversation. And so we've just learned to, as a family, go, okay, it's not about just proximity. It really is about intentionality. Um, and so whether we are connected and having those intentional conversations. And so I think that's really sort of defined how we've been able to do <laughs> projects wow. and just stuff, you know, things going on. Well, what a fantastic conversation this has been. We've been all over the world from South Africa <laughs> to uh, to Tennessee and, and back again. But Yay. Andy Camp, uh, the singer-songwriter, the author, the books we've been talking about in unison, written with her husband, Jeremy, the children's book. So wish we had had a few more moments to talk about that. Even me. I know. I, yeah, I'm so excited about that as well. And it looks so fun. The illustrations look beautiful. It just looks fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. But the movie, of course, I still believe uh, one of the finest movies of the year. Eighty. if we want to learn more about any of these projects and just follow you guys and your amazing ministry, where is a good hub hub on the web to start with? Um, we both are on Instagram pretty actively. It's Jeremy Camp Official and then AD Camp. And then also um, we have Facebook pages as well that you can check out. Jeremy has a website, jeremycamp.com. Um, so any one of those sort of like online profiles, we're active on those. Marvelous. And available wherever fine books are sold, I imagine, in the case of Yeah, the Amazon books. and Barnes & Noble, everything. Awesome. Well, Aidy, thank you so much for your time today. What a thank blessing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so great to chat with you. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.